and welcome back to our podcast series beyond social conventions this is neha and fanindra and we are so happy to bring you a brand new episode yet again today we are going to bring you inspiring stories about stunning personality transformation of some amazing rural women as they began their journey in entrepreneurship they are just like caterpillars morphing into beautiful butterflies as they learn to overcome their limits in other words learning business learning independence stay with us right until the end of the episode to find out how this magical makeover became possible this series is brought to you by gnana prabodhini foundation a non-profit organization committed to social welfare across the globe our principal pillars of support are women leadership education and rural development Our values stem from and are deep rooted through our mothership non-profit organization Gnana Prabodhini Pune which has touched the lives of over 100,000 people across India in some way or the other. The Women Empowerment Initiative of Gnana Prabodhini is geared to changing the world one household at a time by empowering rural women via entrepreneurship training. Each month will bring you inspiring stories of survival and transformation of people who have raised themselves from adversities we bring into focus the arduous efforts of passionate and driven social workers through some compelling narratives in our last episode we heard about how microfinancing through self help support groups has revolutionized the lives of rural women Sushila and many others like her found a ray of hope in the tunnel of adversity to help them come out on the other side. Self-help groups have given these women a trustworthy support system and a strong but fundamental habit of saving at least a portion of their meager income to accumulate towards a self-sustaining group fund. Moreover, they got an opportunity to form a tight network of community women to thrive. Self-help groups also paved way for by far the easiest and least risky method of obtaining an unsecured personal loan. Do not forget to check out our first episode of the series to know how microfinancing is leveraged to form a self-sustaining group fund. One of the most crucial pillars of self-help group ecosystem is the firm assurance that the members will always receive the support from the group. and this trust only grows stronger with time and consistency a given member of the group regularly repaying her loan with interest and on time typically increases the reliability index of that member when most members of the group have a high reliability index it results in an enhanced loaning ability of the group isn't that a win win situation but one may ask what can be done to enable the members to repay their loans on time without an independent source of income women naturally tend to depend on their husband or family's goodwill to secure a personal loan subsequently when it comes to repayment of that loan it also can become discouraging for them to even join such an initiative so gnana prabodhini stepped in and thought why not empower the women to have their own source of income after exploring several avenues the entrepreneurship idea took off Suvarna Thai along with just a handful of other volunteers were already thinking in the direction of launching a small business initiative. 
they brainstormed for practical and meaningful projects that rural women could participate in without getting overwhelmed. Nana Prabodhini sowed the seeds of women entrepreneurship several decades ago in the villages on the banks of Shivaganga and Gunjavani rivers. That seed has blossomed into more than 220 self-help groups functioning in the valley of Shivapur and the nearby villages in Maharashtra. The enhanced networking opportunities resulted in increased self-confidence among rural women. Take Sushila for instance. She started out as a penniless widow, unable to support her tender-aged children. Even though she was devastated after the sudden death of her husband, Sushila is now a proud and respected member of the self-help group community. But this transition could not have happened overnight. Rural women like Sushila are exceptionally bright. Nevertheless, they usually join the entrepreneurship program with their inhibitions, lack of self-confidence and low self-esteem. Because the family heads who are predominantly males have forbidden rural women from taking on any financial responsibilities, the rural women couldn't even dream of building and sustaining a small business of their own. Suvarnathai was prompted to identify the spark in their eyes and notice that all they needed was some vocational training in specialized business skills and some significant morale boost. Once, just in time for Taluka Fair, members of one self-help group were looking for a loan of 1000 rupees each, enough for purchasing sugar, oil and other festival related commodities. Instead of borrowing the funds from the group, Suvarnathai suggested Why don't you all get these items from a manufacturer at a subsidized rate and then sell it to other people as a group? In other words, she directed them to start their own small business of sugar distribution. They purchased sugar at a subsidized rate. Vasudha from the group was tasked with selling this sugar to the prospective customers. In villages, an analog measurement scale with a least point of kilogram is customarily used for measuring quantities of sold goods. But Vasu didn't know that this was not the right kind of instrument for measuring small quantities of sugar. To exacerbate the matter, an avalanche of buyers soon rushed at Vasu's doorstep to buy sugar from her at a low price. The crowd started thundering at once and Vasu and her husband were doing their best to manage the customers. Friends and acquaintances repeatedly convinced them to add just a fistful of more sugar to their share at no additional cost only for friendship's sake. After all, the villagers argued that sugar was not Vasu's private property to secure and protect. It was the group's asset. Poor Vasu was caught between a rock and a hard place. She couldn't say no. Finally, the free sugar distribution was beginning to reflect in significant inventory deficiencies. The expected revenue that the group was hoping to generate never tallied with the actual revenue that was collected. Soon, this matter was reluctantly brought up in a self-help group meeting by other members. They wanted a positive return on their hard-earned money but also couldn't believe that poor Vasu would willingly do such a scam. Suvarnathai decided an intervention had to be done and this became the turning point when Nana Prabodhini decided to teach these women the tricks of the trade and also how to conduct business professionally. The training wasn't just about practicality 
or using the right measuring equipment but also the specialty skills needed to be successful for whichever business they wanted to pursue the idea was to channelize rural women's newly discovered self confidence and infectious enthusiasm into something productive and lucrative after giving rural women access to their rightful fund nana prabodhini was looking for ways to help them sustain and grow the community funds that too using their own hidden talents you may think this sounds almost too good to be true and you're probably right here's why most of the rural women did not or could not receive any formal education they had mastered essential home management skills such as cooking stitching livestock husbandry and farming but none of them even dreamed that these skills could help them start their very own profitable ventures all they needed was the support of someone like suvarnatai who not only believed in them but also took them under her wings she trained them to look out for opportunities and figure out ways to leverage it periodically as a part of their scheduled self help group meetings she demoed them several new specialized skills such as chalk making packaging printing and many more these women after all were bright and ready to absorb everything that they saw the training and discussions in these groups gave them an insight into not just the specialized skills themselves but an eye to look for additional opportunities after all nana prabodhini wanted to not just give them the fish but to teach them how to fish this initiative was showing gradual but sure signs of development now let's hear how nanda our second butterfly got her ability to fly it was the auspicious month of shravan the month when indian families perform several pujas at their homes nanda was helping suvarnatai with some logistics in her nana pravodini office suvarnatai suddenly stopped her work as a mother called her to remind her to pick up samida for the puja schedule at their home the next day Samida is a bunch of twigs of nutritional trees that are burnt like firewood during pujas and other sacred events. Samida bunches are seasonally in high demand in urban areas. City folks can neither identify nor locate the specific trees for generating Samida bunch. Nodding yes to her mother's question on phone, Suvarnatai took out a Samida bunch from her purse just to confirm that she had indeed purchased it earlier that morning. You cannot nod on phone, Tai. Your mother will not be able to see you on audio call," said Nanda as she burst into giggling. But only one glance at the bunch of those twigs, and she confidently said, "Tai, these twigs are from Chinsa, Babri, and Peru." Suvarnatai was stunned. You can tell the name of the tree just by looking at the twigs. Most certainly, Tai. Not just me, but any other villager can do it too. said nanda confidently suvarnatai said you my friend are no less than a botany graduate and i doubt even all of them can identify the tree just from a twig as effortlessly as you did nanda was astonished to know that an illiterate and gauche woman like her was able to tell the difference between an authentic samidha and an ordinary useless twig but the well educated urban guy couldn't All she needed at this point was a nudge in the direction of her thoughts some initial resources to start her journey right Nana Prabodhini Suvarnatai and many others 
strive night and day just to be able to guide Nanda and many others like her to start them off with the right resources and be their source of inspiration. As of today, Nanda runs a seasonal business of gathering and selling Samida bouquets. Every season, she gathers interested women in her village, plans field trips to gather the Samidas and even teaches them how to attractively package these Samidas into bouquets. With Nana Prabodhini's help, she was able to learn basic market analysis and ensured that her supply of Samida bouquets was in accordance with the demands. She started making trips to nearby cities in off-season to secure advance orders from the urban dealers who were very happy to buy this beautifully packaged and excellent quality product that she even promised to transport to them. She runs this entire process with just a handful of her companions. In her opinion, all this was much easier for her to carry out than the physically demanding task of gathering, carrying and storing heavy logs of firewood. All she needed was a liaison that could effectively match her skill set with the market demand to generate a business opportunity. Nana Prabodhini effectively played the role of a catalyst to start a small but profitable and long-lasting business that Nanda could sustain from a small seed loan from her own self-help group. Nanda's extraordinary story has without a doubt inspired many others to participate in local self-help groups for simultaneously increasing financial well-being and improving their image through entrepreneurship. One such lady, a 60-year-old Kashibai, learned the process of chalk making from one of Nyana Prabodhini's entrepreneurship training campaigns. And getting inspired from success stories like Nanda's, our illiterate Kashibai started her own chalk making business. She is now a proud chalk provider for not just her own village, but also few of her neighboring ones too, enough to keep her business profitable. While only one such story could inspire many rural women to start their own means of income, just inspiration is never enough. Nana Prabodhini's periodic training workshops and discussion groups is where these rural women get their what's and how's answered. Suvarnatai always says, though the task to empire is not easy, it is the most worthwhile experience. These success stories that stem from hope and training efforts bring her lasting joy. As more and more women hop on the bandwagon of small businesses, not just their finances, but also confidence got a boost. Their family started trusting them and gave much more importance to their opinions regarding financial matters. This entrepreneurship training venture literally started a wildfire of success stories. Today's last story tops them all. Few years ago, at the brink of rice plantation season, no one in the village seemed happy about the sky-high rates of fertilizers. Local fertilizer dealers held off selling the fertilizer right until before the season so that they can sell them at increased prices. Farmers were helpless. They were caught in the grips of these dealers because they couldn't wait for the prices to fall. Monsoon season would be soon over. Bharti from one of our self-help groups decided that this had to be changed. She was patiently listening for days when others in her group expressed their grievances about their situation with one another. She determined she will do something about it. 
the very next day she woke up earlier than usual and got done with her daily chores she went to ask the farmers in her village if they will get fertilizer from her if she found a way to sell it to them at a lower price than the local dealer they all mocked her at first everyone thought where will a poor woman like bharti find fertilizer at reduced cost and that too so quickly after all it needs a license to do so but she was not one to give up she went straight to the taluka office and applied for a fertilizer license the same day when they denied it she reasoned with them like a confident and experienced businesswoman and secured the license on the self help groups account the very next day with the help of nana prabodhini's resources she was able to acquire 200 rag bags or almost 10 tons of urea from a manufacturer she dealt with them like a pro and got the fertilizers in bulk at a significantly subsidized cost with the help of a few social workers from prabodhini she was able to transport the urea bags from the manufacturer directly to her village for the first time in her village this much fertilizer was going to be sold at such a low price she closed the deal with the manufacturer for an order recurring every year and if that did not astonish you already bharati managed to pull this feat in a matter of 3 days in just 3 days this caterpillar had morphed into a beautiful butterfly with wings to soar in case you're wondering as of today she's still running this fertilizer business for 10 successful years The stories of these women show us that it only takes us a bit of hope and resources to get these people to stand firmly rooted on their feet. Nana Prabodhini's relentless efforts on this and many other fronts highlight that there is so much potential in rural India. These stories can inspire every listener. The spirit of these women also shows us that no adversity should bring us down if we make an effort. Overcoming your limits is no small task. However, it can only make you fly and bring you joy like no other. Nana Prabodhini Foundation is glad to bring you these stories of struggle and success. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast series Beyond Social Conventions. Please visit our website nanaprabodhinifoundation.org that is j n a n a p r a b o d h i n i foundation.org. Every month we will be bringing you stories from Nana Prabodhini an organization that is changing everyday lives of people through courageous acts of consistent efforts do share this podcast with your friends and family i hope this podcast was able to leave you with at least one seeding thought let's meet again next month with a brand new episode of beyond social conventions this is neha and fanindra signing off for today have a great day